0: Welcome everyone. I'm so glad that everyone could uh, could be here this early in the morning. I know for some of you, it's quite early. So this is a heroic feat. Um, Many, many thanks for for coming and being present and and making the right choice. My name is Caitlin Dvicki. I'm I'm gonna be the uh, moderator for this event. I am um, Mohawk, which I mean is probably obvious just from this brief interaction. Um, I'm from Six Nations of the Grand River. I am a professor at McMaster University. So I'm coming to you from Dish With One Spoon territory. And it is my extreme pleasure to be um, in conversation today with um, the Masina Hikan um, is my is my attempt at um, introducing the the book women podcasters who are all here to see alongside Tennille Campbell, which is going to be amazing. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm really glad that we get to do this um, as a group. I want to make a few comments before we get started. We are giving away three copies of Nai um, which is Tennille's beautiful, beautiful book. Oh my God, it's It's delicious. I would be remiss if I did not thank all of our funders, especially the Indigenous Education Initiatives at the Workland School of Education, which is part of the University of Calgary, for their support of the podcast. And so now, I am going to do very brief bios. The Bukuman podcasters who are here with us today, Tanya Ball, who is Michif from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and Treaty One territory. She is a self-proclaimed nerd reading comics, playing video games, and puzzling. Yes, making puzzles. On the weekends, you can catch her chilling with the fam jam, baking gluten-free goodies. And during the work week, she is hanging out in the Faculty of Native Studies, chipping away at her PhD. Although probably not anymore. Probably it's now chipping away at home. Next we have Sheila LaRock, who's Métis from the Saskatoon area. Her father is from Duck Lake, Saskatchewan. Her mother is from Alsa Craig in Ontario. Her sense of humor is from the internet her cynicism from grad school, and love language is the gift. After three years in the ironic six, this prairie gal from the 306 came back home to the, to the Treaty Six in Edmonton, which is how she met Tanya and Kayla. She is currently working as a librarian and has been a successful prodigal daughter making her way back to Saskatoon just as COVID-19 was declared a, a global pandemic. Our third Bookwoman podcaster today is Kayla Larson. Uh, Larson, Sorry, raised by a Metis mother and a Ukrainian father, Kayla claims to be one of the best pierogi making bannock slappers on the other side of the Rocky Mountains. Recently, she said, So long, Alberta packed up her husband and two cats and relocated to the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, Tsleil nations. In true Capricorn form, she can be a bit pessimistic at times, but watch out for her dark sense of humor. It can come out at the most inappropriate of times, which I look forward to today. And then our esteemed guest for for this morning's event is Tenille Campbell. Tenille is Dene Métis, author and photographer from English River First Nation in Treaty 10, Northern Saskatchewan. Her acclaimed poetry collection, Indian Love Poems, was shortlisted for the Indigenous Voices Award. Campbell is the force behind Sweet Moon Photography, which specializes in capturing Indian joy in its many forms. She's also the co-creator and a blogger at TN Bannock, an online collective for Indigenous women photographers and artists to share their stories. Campbell completed her MFA in creative writing at the University of British Columbia and is working on a doctoral degree in Indigenous literatures at the University of Saskatchewan. It is with great pleasure that I welcome everyone and uh, cede the floor to our, our wonderful um uh, live podcasters so everyone please enjoy thanks caitlin well, thanks. hi everybody and welcome
1: to a live podcast recording of miss niag and we are your lovely aunties um we are here today and i feel like we have leveled up we have hit that like video game we have the ultimate auntie boss with us today and we are so excited to be talking to to neil
2: so welcome Thanks for having me.
3: Coming. Before we jump into uh, the official podcast episode, I do want to draw attention to the shirt that I'm wearing today. This is my orange shirt day shirt in Edmonton, where I am currently living. The Edmonton School Board, along with my kiddos, we're all wearing our orange shirts today in support of the 215 children that were found in Kamloops. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to intergenerational survivors, to survivors who have had a rough week and to those who have also been putting out a lot of emotional labor in terms of interviews. I've heard of some people doing 75 interviews this week, which is bananas. So thank you for everyone for your hard work and all of that stuff. And we're all thinking about you. We love you and we support you. And with that...
2: Hey, Tanil. How are you doing? (laughs) How are you doing? Good. Um, No lie, the last week has definitely been hard, but we have this week to look forward to and good medicine all around.
4: Yeah. And perfect segue, because (laughs) we wanted to ask you, (laughs) what is good medicine?
2: I got to tell you guys the story behind that title, though, because... um, my dad is the Dene speaker in my family, and I don't speak, like I'm always constantly trying to learn, but as they say, like my tongue, like, your tongue is thick and I'm like, hmm, so am I. <laughs> my dad, once this book was done and I had to come up with a title because I had nothing until the very end, I was like, oh, and I had made a joke about like women being good medicine, right? I was like, dad, how do you say good medicine? Like good medicine. And he was just like, oh. And he's thinking about it. he's like, well, Nezu means good. And I guess medicine, like Naidi. So Naidi Nezu, good medicine. And I was like, "Ah, good. And he's just like, why? I'm like, I think I'm naming my book that. And he's like, ah. (laughs) Because he knows it's about sexuality and whatnot. And he's like, okay. (laughs) It's dad approved. I know. Unwillingly named, but dad approved.
3: Um, and women as good medicine yeah drink us up
2: right I think so I think so <laughs> a
3: little drop of us here and there that's not bad question time you ready to deal yeah yeah
2: oh, yeah sure
3: <laughs> I know it's so early it's so <laughs> early in the morning
1: we're still waking up oh, I think goodness. though like we often do podcast recordings in the morning like really early out here in van but like normally we just look like we rolled out of bed because we literally have and we're in our pajamas drinking coffee with like makeup smeared all over our faces so we're just not used to like people seeing us and being recorded when we're doing podcasts <laughs> yeah <laughs> so.
4: this is a first for us like our first time like we uh, ha- don't do video recordings so <laughs> so yeah and join us
3: makeup on and like you know we can't pick our nose or anything weird like that. No.
2: <laughs> I know. No, I was in the bathroom this morning and I'm like drawing on eyebrows and my daughter's like, you're recording? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, was, she just knows that's the only time we do this now.
4: <laughs> it's so true. The pandemics has all changed, Jesse. This is the first time I've worn makeup since New Year's when I went to go like pick up some takeout. <laughs> <laughs> And like also before we get started like shout out to the tech team because yeah. like they helped us like they're like okay change this on your camera do this do this and like i feel like with like that simulacra and like the makeup i'm like holy shit, i look so good and <laughs> now i just it's up to me to sound smart <laughs> we yeah do they have helped us
3: with our backgrounds this morning Kayla, do you want to talk about our backgrounds? Yeah. Okay. So I guess like speaking
1: (laughs) to first times and, you know, our backgrounds other than Sheila had a little bit of tech problems, you know, Mercury's in retrograde last night, we were thinking, we're like, you know, we're going to get sexy. We're going to be talking about erotic and relationships and sex. We're like, let's just use backgrounds of like places that either we've had sex or that we want to. And so I mean, Sheila's joining us from her bedroom. So there you go. I am joining from a panel van, and Tanya's in the wilderness. So
4: yeah,
3: I'm in the wilderness. I picked this specific view so that I would be laying down looking up.
4: Oh, that's
3: nice. It's a nice view. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, we were talking yesterday, I had a different panel van and it was like a red shag panel van. But I was like, (laughs) as I was looking at myself in this thing, I'm like, I can smell the interior of this and I don't like it. I was like, I need to find one that looks a little bit cleaner. Yeah, you just smell the cigarettes and like beer that's been spilt into the carpet that will never come out. So you did good with the leather. It's good. You did
3: good. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. blue leather. You you leveled up. I I did. I got classy
1: in my 30s. Obviously, I need blue velvet in my panel vans and
3: (laughs) speakers that probably work. So, okay, let's talk. So,
2: Janelle, where's your place? (laughs) I'm in my office, which works. Um, (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, find you someone who thinks books are sexy.
4: Yes you're here with three librarians (laughs) i know you guys get it we get it (laughs) Uh, get it it.
2: so like stroke my books.
3: (laughs) (laughs) as you stroke your books i know i know you
2: guys get it (laughs)
3: yeah we do a lot of okay something that we all picked up on while reading your book is sex as ceremony so how do you make sex a ceremony what's the connection there
2: how do you not okay no I shouldn't (laughs) know I had like this saying that I kind of jumped off of that uh, like our orgasm is the first medicine that we have you know, we need orgasms to be healthy, to be essentially well, to be in a good mood, like to cure our headaches, like to build connection. Like there's very many practical and se- sexual and spiritual reasons for orgasms. Um, and the idea of tying ceremony to sex was honestly just a, a way to pull more traditional Indians into the discussion because there's not enough room for us to talk about sex period talking about sex in a very casual and I hate this show but sex in a city kind of way very casual very effortless very you know in and out
3: <laughs> <laughs> and in and out and in and out <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. I've heard of that <laughs> I may have felt that once or twice
2: yeah yeah <laughs> So like I feel like there's a lot of us who can talk about sex that way. But to get there, we have to be comfortable talking about sex and tying sex with ceremony was just a step. Understanding that sex builds connections, understanding that sex is spiritual, understanding that sex is medicine, was I like come to the discussion and then I'm like, ha, 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 look at us. (laughs) like We're vulgar and good and great. So it was just just a step, it was a step.
4: Oh my goodness,
3: my family is so vulgar. That's the first sense of humor that I was introduced to. (laughs) Yeah, and I think people just like, if you're not
1: grown up like in a family that is vulgar and like, you know, has no problems just saying whatever they want to say and like talking openly about sex, you know, Some people just can't handle it it's definitely led like to some awkward moments when i know like i love my husband's family but they don't definitely grew up way different than i did and i just like have no problem like i've said some very inappropriate things in like mcdonald's tim hortons and my husband's just like oh my god you can't say that here i'm like watch me but then the other day i don't know we were taking like the c bus and i sent him a really dirty tiktok and he was like like full blast I was like oh my god Eric like everyone's looking at you he's like so he's like I was like please don't show that here and he was like well then don't send it to me he's like why are you embarrassed he's like we're the first one to send it I was like oh my god just on the sea bus like yeah
3: Mm -hmm. gotta talk about that stuff I know my (laughs) we had uh, my partner's parents over for barbecue a few weeks back and I was just pulling out jokes about boners all day (laughs) well welcome to my sense of humor i was I'm a perv say, well, I'm a giant perv family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: I know like yeah when my mushroom was still alive like he was just so funny and just like this really like hilarious but also like just dirty old man and we I totally gave him a poster from the strippers and I got them to sign it and like kiss it and I gave it to him and he unrolled it in the senior's home and was just like ooh and like big eyes I was like oh he likes it like my, my husband's like I can't believe you gave your grandpa that I'm like mm, well that's obviously not your family but also welcome to this one so
4: I grew up Catholic and so
2: <laughs> I
4: felt that okay yeah <laughs> so like I really like appreciate like you have to bring in like more traditional people but also like people who have like been shamed from different traditions like where all these traditions come from you know and like there's a lot of a lot of shame going on like I've definitely had my vulgar moments like with my like each parent like as we get drunker and drunker but like throughout the evening but like it's not necessarily something that like we have like grown up with your books and your poetry like really do like can speak to people in different ways and like reach out to them um so yeah thank you yeah Yeah.
3: tamil super thank you i think it's so important for reclaiming our sexuality so you're playing Mm -hmm. a huge role in that so so much props to you
2: thank you um i also grew up in a small town roman catholic town you know writing from this perspective is definitely and i think that's what connects to so many people it's like i don't know everything this is a discovery for me as well i think people connect to that awkward initiation into like we can talk about those <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know i joke about it for sure now now i'm on stage going like click 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 and not a blush to be had <laughs> but you know four years ago I'm like oh my god Um, so I mean there's growth for sure it's really exciting kind of just seeing the discussion grow as these books come out and as people join and you know the constant learning curve like I didn't know how kinky I was I didn't know how vanilla I was I didn't like I didn't know and that was the fun of it
3: Mm -hmm. full disclosure to Neil. I kept your book Indian Love Poems in my nightstand for such a long time and I did a sexy boudoir shoot and I put all my sexy naked pictures inside of it
4: oh my and God. I would like
3: I would text my partner like little inserts of your poetry because he's a Munyao, so I would like text him all
2: the Munyao ones <laughs> I love that thank you for telling me that
3: so yeah, big piece of my life now. So I love it. I love it so much.
2: Oh, that's oh
4: so goodness. good. I love it. Okay. And we're all learning how to podcast. We don't drum on the tabletop. We don't make big applause things because <laughs> this audio is going to be released at a later, soon, but yeah. later date. We learned so. that
3: because I'm a little shit.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> I do that. Have- so enjoy your new book, shall we?
3: Yeah, put it in your nightstand. Throw some sexy photos Yeah, in there. That's,
4: that's what you
0: got to do with it. <laughs> we have a question from Smokey Sumac. He needs to know immediately whose okay. earrings Tanil is wearing today. Oh,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I know, I know. Naomi something, something. That did not help. I'm sorry. I'm looking it up on Instagram right now because, you guys, she's glorious.
3: Yeah, can we post it in the chat?
2: Yes, Naomi underscore Burquet. That was my French accent, I'm sorry. Um, underscore jewelry. And she works with Bone and Antler a lot. And I'm not even gonna lie, like I creeped in her DMs and I was just like, hey sis, what's up? Because her shit sells out so quickly.
3: There we go. Thanks, Kiwi. She added the link onto the chat to support, yeah. support indigenous artists. We gotta do it okay let's move on to a next question you had a lot of kissing poems in there too Mm -hmm. can you tell us do you have a favorite first kiss moment or a funny (sighs) first that you can share with us
2: I have like both um I think my favorite kiss oh my god (laughs) I feel blessed um and not because like it's super scandalous at all but a couple years ago, and this is ridiculous. Oh my God, Ah, okay. A couple years ago, I shot a wedding in my hometown and one of the groomsmen was hitting on me and I was shocked because it's my hometown. I've known him since he was like 10. And at one point we're two-stepping and he's literally like, when are you gonna give me my chance? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I was clueless. And he's like, I've liked you since we were 10, blah, 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 you also have a boyfriend. And I'm like, well, I'm single now. After the wedding, we went walking around the town and it's three in the morning and the fog is setting. And we go to the high school where we both went to high school and we're sitting on the front steps where we've sat forever. It was like, time was irrelevant. I didn't know if I was 16 or 36, like it didn't matter because everything was the same. And then he leaned over and he kissed me and it was like, perfect. I feel like guys from home just have this beat to a good kiss, like, oh uh, I'm romanticizing it so much, but I felt like the northern lights came down. I felt like the ancestors were happy. I felt like the wolves were howling, and it just like our heartbeats matched, and I was like, oh, I think I love you. But <laughs> it was so good, and there wasn't too much tongue, and it was like not wet, and it was like so. I was like, oh my god, I don't know. The boys of the north kiss, kiss like home, and it's always so nice i'm just like just kiss me we don't have to go out just kiss me oh. so anyway miss him um.
4: <laughs> shout out to him
2: yeah, yeah you got a poem Wish you yeah. <laughs> but, and i only tell all that because there's no way in hell anyone that i know is connected to him you know i don't think he reads books <laughs> but i love him uh, <laughs>
3: You don't have to read books to kiss, kid.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying he'll never hear about this conversation. Funny as kiss. Oh my God. Oh my God. I wrote this kiss, uh, this poem about uh, blueberry cloud lips. Because like I like soft lips, I have big lips, and I hate like skinny limbs. <laughs> and I talk about being tired of kissing white boys. Because <laughs> yes. one time in Vancouver, oh Vancouver um I was at you know Granville Street it was one of my first times actually kind of partying on Granville Street hopping from bar to bar and I was like this is fine this is fine I could do this and then this white boy was like buy me drinks he's like I think I love you you look like my sister and I'm like that is a problematic statement (laughs) I know (laughs) I know and then his friend was just like you do look like his sister that is a problematic statement I'm like I don't want to hang out with him anymore so his friend started buying me drinks and then Great. His, I know right I'm just like so his friend leans over at the end of the night and he gives me a kiss it was like being poked with like two very sharp like pencils right and it hurt and I was like whoa and he was like you have the most amazing lips I'm like you do not sir like, <laughs> you do not I'm going to McDonald's now goodbye <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sick of it I was sick of kissing thin Munoz pokey lips that's just been my experience but that being said you know if you're cute if you're single if you're above six feet and you like books um I'll try again Uh, (laughs) you know experience research you guys we're academics yeah (laughs) absolutely
3: academic research Rima would love this (laughs) the research board (laughs) one thing about tiny lips as someone who has tiny lips they're great for pointing for directions like this over there (laughs) (laughs) all my family does it it's just how we do it over there
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah we do that too and where was i they do the head nod like yeah they just like do the head nod i'm like i don't understand you like clarify
1: (laughs) yeah i think i do the mix of the lip or head nod and i tried to teach my husband who is a very tall white man how to do the lip point and I was literally like no like like that and it just wasn't I was like no like purse and that I was like grabbing his lips he's like this hurts and I was like just stick him out and go like that he's like I can't do it I'm not meant to do this I was like I'm not not- right <laughs> I'm not- I was like cackling like anti-cackling oh. I was like almost in tears. He's like, this is too much. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, you're too much right now. <laughs> like,
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. We have another question. This comes from Kai Orca. How can we maintain the sense of ceremony during sex as we age? When the whole mechanics of sex become more obvious because our bodies are aging and need to need more help getting things up. Do you have thoughts about aging and sex?
2: Yes. I am how old am I 37 which I mean like some people like oh you're young yeah but 37 year old sex is much different than 22 year old sex I have obviously learned Um, lube is a best friend and I've had children and that changed the whole game too having sex the first time I had a kid after I had a kid I was like Jesus what the hell happened (laughs) (laughs) like the turn-offs were completely different the turn-ons were completely different how my body responded was completely different how I orgasmed and how it felt in my body was completely different and it was super uncomfortable for a while because I was like damn my joy feels really different right now to the point where I was like didn't really recognize it as mine so yeah that's a whole other freaking book but Man, lube is, like, my best friend. And for the longest time, I was, like, no, Danielle, you don't need it. Like, only old people need it. I'm, like, bitch, you are old. Uh, (laughs) You are 37. And lube is good, especially if you want sex that lasts longer than, like, five minutes. And you do. I do. Like, I want to not walk tomorrow. (laughs) Like...
3: Please destroy me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Thank you very much.
2: Like I wanna lie tomorrow in bed eating a poutine and just like thinking of you and smile. And if I can't do that, I'm never calling you again.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Rearrange my he guts. It's like what? Or <laughs> oh, get the fuck out. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I mean that's that feels shallow and petty. But No, no, that's what you need. <laughs> honestly honestly it's real (laughs) that's a good one so I feel like as we age and have sex and again I know I'm not I'm not old old but I'm older I feel like I've become more in tune with what turns me on and I've definitely transitioned from being able to have a casual one-night stand to wanting a more mental connection um I want to be turned on mentally and I want to like, like you as a person. <laughs> and I know like, who the bar.
3: <laughs> Raising the bar it's, as we age. Standards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's a real, it's a problematic thing because like, honestly my bar for like men was like down here and I was entertained and now it's up here and I'm just disappointed in y'all. It makes it harder to get turned on when you want to like like their brain but they're conservative or you wanna like be turned on by them but they keep like trying to flick at you like you're a Nintendo and-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like okay remember the N64 days playing Mario Yay! Party and you're like oh the joystick <laughs> trying to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, don't, oh don't. my god!
1: Playing Mario Party and being like, yeah, yeah, the bliss after.
3: I am going to know. win.
1: <laughs> but I'm having a karate kid moment. Wax done wax.
3: On. <laughs> you're trying to dodge you it. You're like, no, not there. Like, like, try to make me come. <laughs> thank
1: you. I <laughs> can only imagine, like, kind of like get to the no, no, like. Anyway,
4: oh man, that was great.
1: I think one thing though, with like getting older and like aging and sex, is I know we kind of talked about this in the last episode that we recorded about like a lot of us are finding out that we have like other physical li- limitations, um, as well like our backs hurt, stuff like that. And I think also just like normalizing AIDS to have more of like a pleasurable experience. Like Tanya and I were chatting about like the sex triangles.
3: Sex wedge. I'm a huge supporter of the sex wedge because I have a chronic condition. So I can't stay in a position. Like my muscles won't let me stay in. This is why I'm so wiggly all the time because I can't stay in a position. Otherwise I get really a lot of pain. So sex wedge, it's like a triangle. You prop your your butt up on this triangle. Great position. Absolutely. 100% recommend. <laughs> or you can use yeah. a pillow. Like if you don't want to invest in a sex wedge, that also works.
4: When I was in Toronto, so you guys, you didn't see my Toronto bed, um, but I had to buy a new metal box spring because wreck the bed the the new bed like four little slats like that's not gonna cut it anyway so those broke and uh, like so for a while I had like two box springs and like people would come over and be like why is your bed so high I'm like watch this <laughs> it's gonna be great, and like it's like oh yeah. So if you can like add an extra box spring, like and some lube, you're like golden. So yeah. that's my. Uh, pro- Wreck my
3: insides and my bed, or don't come back for poutine. <laughs> 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 that's <also> the protocols. <laughs> <laughs> just have a <like>, little plaque <laughs> <black, laughs> beside your bedroom door. <laughs> Before if my leave. neighbors
4: don't hate you, then I will. Get out. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
4: <laughs> oh my, God. <laughs> <laughs> my
3: cheeks are starting to hurt. I'm laughing so oh much. Cheek workout this morning. Oh God. We do have another oh. listener question. This
0: is from Jenna Hanna. Tanil. Congrats on the new book. It's beautiful to look at and even better to read. Many Ilsa folks might remember your reading as some of the poems that appeared in hashtag Indian love poems at the inaugural Ilsa meeting in 2015 at Six Nations. You had us all blushing and laughing and awestruck. Can you tell us a little bit about your writing journey since then? What have been some of the biggest challenges and what have been some of the highlights?
2: That sounds like rough like but not much not much struggle I shouldn't say that I tend to like kind of like downplay my struggle you know still a single mom I'm still doing PhD still running my own business like these are these are hard things to do also at that time between publishing my old book and publishing this new book it has just been filled with like such beautiful adventures and growth there's a couple of actual relationship poems in there. Like, I don't name names. I don't name names. But, you know, we definitely fell into hard like a couple of times. And there's like hilarious stories. um, Shit. Like, I'm I'm not sneaky, (laughs) but I'm very like DL. I don't introduce people to anyone. Unless, and there's nobody, there's been nobody unless, right? But I was on a date with this guy who was like lovely. And I write about him you know, all the check marks in my head. And he was Denny as well, like me. And he spoke the language, which I mean, like, I'll forgive a lot if you're Denny and you speak the language. (laughs) But I'm in like this little low-key Chinese restaurant and he's never had vermicelli noodles. And I was like, oh, savage. Oh, I brought him to my favorite place. Nobody knows we're there. Nobody knows like we're dating. And it's just like chill. And we're having a great discussion, talking back and forth. And then I feel a tap on my shoulder and I look. And there's my nephew standing there smiling at me. And I'm like, because my nephew lives four hours out of town. I'm like, where's your dad? (laughs) You know, my brother, my oldest brother. And he's like, right there. (laughs) And I like look across the restaurant and my brother's looking at me like this. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. My brother and his wife and his three kids, they're all just looking at me. And I'm like, you know, and he's like, come sit down, have dinner with us. (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 no. And this stupid boy is like, it's rude not to. (laughs) So he picks up my food and off he goes to sit down and like invites himself to my other brother's wedding. (laughs) like, it was just this beautiful disaster of an unwilling relationship where he met everyone in my family. And now it's been over for years and we're friends, but I still get like my auntie's asking about him. Like, where was that nice boy who spoke Denny and danced with you at the wedding? I liked him. <laughs> I'm like, I can give you his number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's been like those beautiful, funny moments of, um, you know, potentials and heartbreaks and like dramatic breaking up, like outside the gay club at 3 a.m. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I tend to just look at all this and just laugh because it's an experience and I just try not to take anything personal and go with it.:
1: Speaking about family and fitting in and having you know people coming to events and things like that, so we have a question, and one of our questions is, what are the protocols for fitting in on the res? And that is from page 75
3: of your book.
2: Oh, this one? This one? (laughs) The one we're giving away. The one we're
3: talking about? Yeah, that one.
2: (laughs) Okay, I think people agree. If you're bringing someone to the res, they have to like have a thick fucking skin. Oh, am I allowed to swear? Sorry.
4: (laughs) Yes, do it. That's
3: fine. Yes, yes. Take out those filters.
2: I know like beep. they need to have a thick skin because the amount of teasing that goes on is just like close to assault they need to handle it because if I defend them then they're weak and I'm like I'm sorry like you can't handle this and this is nice and then you got to eat what's put in front of you oh and like that's hard if you're like with a vegan like I'm so <laughs> I'm sorry I'm
4: <laughs> Why would you even do that to the I don't vegan?
2: Mean. Like they, they're, they, I don't they're know. weak. They're weak. <laughs> I think, I'm trying to think of my head of like the last couple of meals. I'm like, I don't think like my mom puts salad on the table. Like we got rice, we got potatoes, we got stew, we got mousse, we, like, but there's yeah. never really a bowl of like crisp lettuce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless it's, it's like true.
3: It is my grandparents. <sighs> oh my gosh, they came over for dinner and we had broccoli, and they're they wouldn't they refuse to eat it. They're like it's too fancy for us. Where's the corn? <laughs> 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 cream style corn
1: that's heated up. In
4: the yeah. <laughs> oh, Cream-style cream corn with some. Fried oh, I love it. I love beans. it.
3: <laughs> that's what it is. That's the that's the Métis dinner. Below or- is the Manitoba steak.
1: <laughs> so you show up and you're like with your aunties and you know, you're trying, you're like, maybe I'll go vegan or vegetarian. And then you show up for family dinner and they're like, I made stew. And you're like, but I'm a vegetarian. They're like, just pick the meat out of it. And you're like, that was totally my aunties. I remember going over to my auntie Brenda's house and she was like, just pick the meat out of it. And then was hella pissed when I was like, that's not the point. And she was just like, well, I spent hours. And I was like, okay, fine. Vegetarianism over. I'm going to eat this because you're just getting mad now. And I don't want to see a mad auntie today. So
4: no.
3: I'd yeah. rather just
1: break this than feel the wrath of a Metis. A auntie.
3: aunties? <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much.
2: I know. I remember one time, um, like I'm Dene, right? So we're Northern. And we're not super, I'll say, traditional or have many spiritual practices or whatever, the way that a lot of Southern bands do. It was my first time going to a feast and I went with my mom and we were invited. And my girlfriend who invited us was like, well, bring some like Tupperware. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, so we go and they're passing around the food. Now they're feeding everybody and we're like, oh, okay. So this is why we bring Tupperware. At least at this one, it's Cree Beardies. And we fill up like this container with like three scoops of soup. Then it comes around again and they're like, Well, you have to take three scoops because you took three scoops the first time. And I'm like, We might need another container. <laughs> so because we took three the first time to like fill up this thing, we then had to do three of every we had so much food. Cause there's and I was like, What do we do?
3: <laughs> we <laughs> and all leftovers these... for life.
2: <laughs> and mom and I were like, We fucked up. <laughs>
1: Just put it in the freezer it'll be good later
2: like yeah and then you can't get rid of it right like this is yeah this is blessed food so like for months after mom was like i've unthawed some of our feast stew and i'm like oh thank you
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we have one last question wait and so let's give
3: away a book before we ask
2: this
1: question oh yeah we still have two books i know we get
3: so fine let's give away a book Yeah, yeah Alyssa, you're getting a book
4: Cool. Okay. And don't worry. Everyone
3: gets books.
0: We edit
4: everything before we publish it. Like, this is a, it'll be a live, like, it'll be a podcast recording. I make us sound real smart before I put it on the internet forever. So it's fine. This (laughs)
1: last question that we have, and this is an important one. So, we, the book women, refer to ourselves as Metis aunties because we are not afraid to tell the truth and we're always looking out for our relations. So Tinel how do you define auntie?
2: Man, I don't know. That's a good question. I think for me auntie is very much someone who takes people in and calls people in and out. <laughs> I think the role of an auntie is a lot more action based at least for me because I like my love of language is action. So like taking care and bringing people under your wing and like teaching in a good way and like all that good stuff. But also, you know, being a safe haven for the idiots who want a road trip on five dollars of gas and a smile across the country. <laughs> and, like, you know, like being like, okay, cool, like here's my credit card. Being the one who gives someone their first set of like indigenous bling. Like these little things, these little things.
3: I'm the auntie that always gives my niece the the clothes that her mom won't let her wear. <laughs> <laughs> you want a school girl a sexy school girl girl shirt sure let's do it let's go shopping (laughs) my sister hates me for that.
2: well I wrote that um auntie poem right and I was like laughing whenever I post it obviously get such big responses because we can all connect to this idea of an auntie I've I've come to understand that I'm a mean auntie like damn okay so what kind of auntie are you guys
1: oh you know what i definitely think i'm the mean auntie a little bit like the one that's just gonna tell you the way that it is and then we'll give you a hug after you're crying because i just made you feel really bad like
3: yeah you made us
1: cry it's not that i don't love you it's just you know you're being corrected so that you don't do it again and you're just going to be better in your life but I still love you and I'm going to feed you and overfeed you always so
3: (laughs) see I feel like I'm more the like empathetic auntie the like let's talk about our feelings auntie or the one like I'm the one that like when we're driving in a car I'm also also the one I'm like I'm also the one that like if me and my niece are driving in the car I'm like so you're a teenager let's talk about consent <laughs> and how, how important this is like and she's trapped in the car she's like really now <laughs> like I have lots of comic books about sexual education let's talk about this <laughs> she gets so mad and embarrassed but I'm like yes. you're not gonna talk about this about with your mom I know that let's talk about it <laughs>
4: I think I'm the kind of auntie, I'm not necessarily mean all the time on purpose if you don't need it, but like I think I will like build up like what you need. Like if you need me to look at your resume, I'll send it my way. I really want like my friends and like, you know, the kids that call me auntie and like everyone to be, like confident and you know like making the right choice and whether or not like that's what you learned from your parents about like this i'm like okay but like here's a secret you can do it like this or like you know i want everyone to be like, like confident enough too.
3: spark notes
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah spark notes is a thing oh, <laughs> Let me show you how you can steal books and movies, <laughs> like the worst, removing like the digital worst. Books.
1: Your auntie <laughs> Sheila, the one that, like, when you show up to the family event, they're like, "Oh God, Auntie Sheila's here! What is she going to say today?" You're the
0: wow. Well,
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe sometimes. I don't fun know. auntie. Yeah. Yes, fun auntie. Yeah, but like also, I want everyone to be confident in their life and like yes you can do you can do this of course so Tenille we actually
3: chose we aren't all nice aunties as our communal favorite poem in your book Uh (laughs) the aunties have spoken the aunties have spoken we were hoping that to see if you would be willing and open to reading that one sure for the audience
2: what page is that (laughs) 107 the way that you guys just know.
4: Prepare! <laughs> I help you cite your sources. <laughs> well, if you know you, all about guys. Chicago. <laughs> Let me
1: tell you about APA 7 and all the changes that they made to it. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Page
2: 107. We aren't all nice aunties. Open arms and kind smiles. We don't all bake bannock, keep secret stores of dry meat and fresh blueberries. Some of us are called mean. Our tongue spares no one and fools tremble before us. Some of us are called city. We live under skyscrapers, walk in ivory towers with ivory people. Some of us are too much, too loud, too real. It's hard to take our love, but an auntie is an auntie and the mean ones tell truths you don't want to hear and the nice ones hold you when you break and the quiet ones keep secrets whispered in the dark and the loud ones match your wild stories and the elderly ones watch us all remembering the aunties who came before.
4: Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. I had to
2: change a couple lines at the end because when I used to read it I used to make myself cry <laughs> oh I was like we just can't keep those lines the way that they were because we'll never get through this poem <laughs>
3: <laughs> we have room for one last giveaway and one last listener question
0: oh Denise
3: Denise. 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 Denise is our yeah. winner. <laughs> Woo, congratulations. You are the winner of a book.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're getting some medicine. <laughs>
3: yeah, some <laughs> good <laughs> medicine. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this question is from Chelsea Fritz. What is the steamiest DM that anyone has sent you? <laughs>
4: it's like a picture of dumplings
2: oh my god okay it's not the steamiest but he's definitely like the most consistent with like the most indian humor and it's this navajo guy down in the states and he's just funny he's never been like grotesque or inappropriate but he's funny and he'll send me like once a week usually like on a friday or something to start my weekend right he'll say he'll be like you know your beauty is like the sunset with the first sip of coffee and I'm like okay and he's like I would trade 10 horses for you
3: (laughs) (laughs) you're (laughs) valued at 10 horses (laughs) what kind of horses that makes a difference
2: and he uses like all these lines all the time and they make me laugh so much (laughs) and he's like you're the type of girl I take up beating for just to show you just to make you a pair of earrings you'd wear because he you knows they're like earrings and I'm like I think we're in love <laughs> 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 and it's that kind of consistency like a man who uses humor and culture and persistence without being like gross I'm like mm-hmm, yes boo but yeah he invited me to come visit he's just like low-key he's like like you're the most antiest of aunties around and I think we'd vibe. And I'm like, I don't know if that's like, come on, or like, you want me to like meet your nephew? Like what?
4: The aunties, come over, meet my aunties. family. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's chill. Yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah, Utah seems great. <laughs> like, I don't know. Utah. <laughs> I've not even driven through Utah yeah
3: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah smokey i just saw your, your message depends on if he's the uncle list of uncles oh, right. <laughs> uncle Auntie pairing
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> the most epic auntie and uncle at the powwow like that is the goal it is the goal walk in
1: and like beams just of light just illuminate from you and the music starts and the <laughs> MC is like auntie and uncle deadlier here with- <laughs> <laughs> Like everyone just stops and looks, like,
3: and you just Go turn on. and say, "You're welcome." Yes, exactly.
4: <laughs> oh, my
2: face hurts. I know.
3: That's a good morning. Uh, face um <laughs> face exercise.
2: I didn't know where you were going with that, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that's where we ended up. <laughs>
3: Can go all sorts of ways. I know.
2: I was like, wow, <laughs> you bold today.
3: <laughs> so we are going to say our thank yous, our goodbyes, and all of that wonderful stuff.
1: Thank you everybody for joining us for the podcast today. We are so happy to be here. And this is us ending off season three. This is it. We done. We out for another season. I know, sad, sad moments. However, we do have some little tricks up our sleeve the aunties have already been talking about season four we are thinking we are plotting and planning as always so yeah, keep your eyes peeled for season four not
3: safe for work season
1: <laughs> not safe for work <laughs> aunties uh vulgar naughty indigenous aunties so yes look for season four thank you so much to Neil for being here hi hi thank you